Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of conquering the seeds of destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, on yesterday, I opened up the discussion of operating in the fruit of the Spirit and how Jesus left us a comforter, as was shared in John chapter 14, verses 15 through 29 to remind us that he is still with us and to help us through our trials and tribulations that we will experience while we are still here on earth. Now, of course, it becomes essential to connect with Jesus personally so that each of us will be able to hear his voice through the Holy Spirit. As I continue to discuss the Holy Spirit, it becomes necessary to operate in it consistently and not on an occasional basis. Now, that being said, I plan to share with you each of the fruit of the Spirit and why each one becomes necessary as you grow as a child of God. Now, the first fruit that I will discuss that is in the Holy Spirit that I'm going to share is love. Now, As I shared with you in the last chapter, love means a strong affection. It also means unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for others. It also means to value highly and to cherish. Now, the scripture reference that I use comes from 2 John 1, verse 6, which says, Love means doing what God has commanded us. And he has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. Although the emotion of love was discussed in the last chapter to combat lust, it is important now to analyze it in a way so that it can be applied for different types of situations that go on in your life. Now, as you know, People use the word love to express the deep feelings that they have for a person. So, for instance, people love their spouses, they love their children, their parents, their family members, and even their close friends. Now, people also say that they love their jobs, and they love their homes, and their cars, and their pets, and just other things. Now, the love that they have for a person, of course, is different than the love that they may have for their job. Also, there are different levels of love that you may have for the people that you actually have in your life. So, for instance, the love you may have for a friend is different than the love that you may have for your child. The important thing to understand is that there are varying degrees of love, with each having their own special meaning. Now, it's not that one is minimized to insignificance over another, but it does indicate that you have a special place in your heart for certain people and even for certain things. 
you have built your relationships based on the time, the effort, and even just situations that you have gone through with people to establish and even deepen the relationship. Now, the same can actually hold true with the things that you have acquired. You may have spent time and effort and money to obtain some of the things that you may have wanted or desired. You have a sincere and genuine love for the people that are in your life. You also have an appreciation and respect for the things that you enjoy doing. Now, how do you operate in love as the Holy Spirit is guiding you in it? When the Holy Spirit begins to teach you, it's not necessarily based on the things that come natural sometimes for us. It can usually be based on the things that come unnatural. Now on pages 491 through 492 in the book, I share with you some scenarios for you to just ponder on to demonstrate these types of situations that are unnatural or just difficult to handle. So I'm going to actually just share a few of them now from the book. So on the first one, when a relationship becomes strained based on a hurt that was afflicted upon you, how quickly do you display love? When your child was falsely accused of a crime, how quickly do you show love to the accuser? The third one, when you have been wrongly accused of something that you didn't do and it causes you to lose your job, how do you show love to your accusers? When someone has defamed your name and gossiped a bad situation to many people, how do you show love to them despite their actions? And then the last one I'm going to share when you have grown up believing a certain thing about a group of people, about whether that's different religious beliefs or different ethnicities or cultures, how do you get past your beliefs and still show love to them? So it's during these types of scenarios that the Holy Spirit tries to teach and train you on how to love. The amount of your willingness to surrender to the Spirit will determine how well you actually do with his training. Depending on when the personal encounter with Jesus took place, it may take some time to rebuild you. So let me just explain. Sometimes the older you are, the more settled you are in your ways. And I know people have heard that before. <laughs> you may find that you have always done things a certain way and you just don't want to change for anyone. However, the Holy Spirit is a lot more powerful than you realize and can bring you to your knees in prayer if necessary. Now, within your stubbornness, you may resist the teaching because you have become content with doing things a certain way or maybe even just believing a certain way. In order to please Him, though, you have to do things His way because at this point, it's not about you, but it's about him. The more you resist, the harder it is going to be for you. Surrendering is a lot better than going against what he is trying to break from your life. 
Although you may feel that you can't break from years of a particular belief or maybe even a negative emotion, especially if you've been operating in the hurt or the pain of the scenarios that I actually shared earlier, it is here that you are going to have to pray and completely trust God. Now, you may not feel that it is worth it, nor do you probably even feel that you need to do so. However, if you take a really good look at your life and the feelings that you have had about a person or a situation, how has your life benefited from feeling this way? How much have you accomplished because of the feelings that you have? And how good do you really feel about yourself and your life? When you harbor or keep negativity in your life, it always has a way of just finding you and causing more destructive patterns in your life. It goes back to the scripture of reaping what you sow. You have to begin to trust yourself also. And you have to just really just start to ask yourself, why not just try it different this one time, this one time, instead of always lashing out with hurt or pain or anger or bitterness or cruelty or hatred or whatever your emotion, negative emotion, I should say, is for a person or a situation. Why not this one time consistently, consistently show love to them? What you will see is that when the Holy Spirit steps into the situation and replaces your negative emotions with positive ones of love, you will be so overwhelmed that you won't be able to describe it or express it. You will even realize that you have spent so much wasted time in showing this type of negative energy that you wish that you have showed positive energy so much more sooner. He starts to pull back those layers and he sees that you are hardened and he is trying to get to that vulnerable place in you so that he could build you back up the way he needs to build you back up. Operating in the emotion of love from the Holy Spirit is so much stronger than your emotion of hatred or cruelty. The end result is usually a healing that takes place from a past hurt or pain, or maybe it results in forgiving a person or a situation for a wrongdoing that was done, or just maybe the ability to express love and humility when you just didn't know how to do so. No matter how hard it may be, you owe it to yourself to try. More importantly, you owe it to Jesus. If Jesus can die on the cross for your sins to give you eternal life and restore you back to the Father, surely you can show your gratitude by being willing to show love to someone that you may not otherwise have done so with. Many times people want to say thank you to Jesus for all that he has done in their lives. His requirement and commandment to us was that we show love to him and show love to others. He never said to just love the people that we get along with. Actually, as a matter of fact, he specifically said to love your enemies. Now, Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 through 48 says, But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, 
In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust too. If you love only those who love you, what good is that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And again, that's Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 through 48. So as you can see, perfection is what God is seeking from us. Of course, it's not going to be an overnight accomplishment. It will take some time and commitment to do it. But you must have the dedication and desire to just want to follow his will for your life no matter how difficult it will be. And yes, especially in those difficult times. Each day is a growing process and you have to be willing to be open to yourself, to God, and to the people you associate with. If you stay stuck for too long in a situation, it prevents you not only from growing, but also from discovering what you can be. Try your best to keep your mindset into believing that there is more out there than what you may be seeing in front of you. If you do that, then it will give you the encouragement and the support that you need to keep striving and progressing. As a result, you allow yourself to get past the negative feelings and emotions that you are experiencing, while also giving yourself permission to operate in the positive ones that the Holy Spirit wants you to operate in. The Holy Spirit knows what things you can handle and how far you may be willing to go. You may even be nudged by him to keep pushing and striving to just go to higher heights. Now, when he does, please don't be afraid and please don't try to talk yourself out of it. Trust in him who knows what is best for you and he knows what you need to do. Also, trust him in his word and spend the time with him so that you can hear his voice. You want to be able to connect with him so that you can experience all the love that he has for you and that you can show and share that same love to others. As time goes on, you will see that you will be able to do that so naturally. And I see I'm going to have to finish talking about love from the Holy Spirit. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at destruction.com. That's destruction.com.